0: Smarties, we are so excited to welcome back Eric Kaufman to the podcast. Eric is the clinic director of My Ed Therapist as well as a professional educational therapist. Today, he joins us to talk about resilience, what it is, what it's like when a student is resilient, and how to build resilience at school, home, and in life. He's also created an awesome freebie for today's episode, which you already have in your inbox if you are on our email list. If you're not on our email list, go to www.learnsmarterpodcast.com and join our email list there to get further freebies in the future. Let's dig in.
1: You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast.
2: Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 278 of Learn Smarter, the educational therapy podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. And today we are excited to have Eric Kaufman back on the podcast. Hi, Eric.
0: Thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me.
2: So
0: Eric, we're going to link your previous episode in the show notes to this episode. But why don't you remind our audience a little bit about yourself and how you wound up being the clinic director at Maya Therapist.
1: Yeah. Sure. So I am a professional educational therapist and the clinic director. I became the clinic director and a educational therapist after teaching middle school for about five years. I moved to the Los Angeles area to pursue a master's degree in special education at Loyola Marymount University and was connected to Stephanie through a friend at the time. And now this is what I do. Seeing a bunch of children, adolescents, and adults, both in person and virtually.
2: Yeah, so you left teaching. I did. And here you are on a different path than you thought. And I remember when you first started and you said, I really like doing this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the best things about teaching was working with kids one-on-one, like before school, after school, or during lunch, and being able to build those relationships and help them with their homework or any other challenges that they have socially and emotionally. And that's basically what I do full time now. Yeah.
0: That's my favorite
1: part too.
2: For sure. So here Eric is, he is the master of many a thing, but one of the things that I love that you do, Eric is just coming up with these tidbits of things like you said, Hey, we need an episode on resilience.
0: And we said, great, write it. (laughs) (laughs) Great.
2: Sounds good. Eric, want to come on and do it? And you're like, sure. And so, and you're so thorough. So I'm interested to hear your expertise on this resilience. It's one of those things that we all have to work on with our students and clients and whatnot, but I love the way you broke it down. So let's talk about first and foremost, what is resilience?
1: So I like to think of resilience as a skill that we can learn because I truly believe it is. I The reason I came up with this is because I noticed I was graduating some clients and I was thinking like, what really changed? What what did they start doing differently? And, and a lot of them, it was the fact that they just didn't give up and they showed a lot of resilience for quite a long time. But when they came to me, they they couldn't do that. They lacked that skill of resilience. And maybe we can talk a little bit more about how to build resilience later on. And by building resilience, they're able to bounce back quicker. They're able to deal with the difficult or uncomfortable situations that they encounter on a regular basis and really learn and grow from there.
2: And I want to just throw in there, a lot of parents call and talk to us about grit. I want to talk about what we all think the difference between grit and resilience is, because I think that they're different.
0: Why don't you share your ideas while I sit and think about what I think about it, Steph? Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
2: So I think grit is being able to tolerate. And I think resilience is the ability to bounce back.
1: I wonder what Angela Duckworth would say.
0: So share who that is.
1: Angela Duckworth is like the grit person. She wrote, I think the book is just called Grit. I'm not sure. I have it in the other room. It's an awesome book. I don't know if she talks about how grit can be learned, which I also believe it can be. But she really talks about the people who succeed in really, really challenging situations or just in general in life aren't the people necessarily who are born with innate abilities, but the people who show the most grit.
0: I think that was the book that jumpstarted the whole conversation about grit, right?
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: I'm just throwing this out as my own opinion
2: about the difference between the two words. Because I know a lot of people are using that word rather than resilience. And I like resilience better, personally.
0: I feel like resilience is more of a growth mindset word. Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: I think too, and Steph, maybe this is kind of what you were saying, but to me, grit is almost like in the process. So like if you're going for a long run and you show a lot of grit, that's like while you're on the run. And resilience is more of like the outcome in a way.
2: That's sort of what I was saying. Like in the moment of like being able to tolerate what's happening, you're a marathoner. So you think in those terms of running and that sounds like something I would never in a million years ever subject myself to voluntarily, (laughs) but sitting there saying while you're running, yeah, like I getting through this and the resilience of being able to, grow and learn after the fact is sort of what I was feeling like. Yeah. But maybe they're the same. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know.
1: I never thought about it until this very moment. Although I do think that grit is a skill, just like resilience is a skill. I think some people might be like born or grow up in a household that teaches that skill or models that skill more than others. But no matter like how old you are or what's gone on in your life, I do think it's something that you can improve on. But I also think it has to be intentional. Like one of the ways that, I've seen people grow and become more resilient is by just simply trying hard things and like intentionally putting themselves in a situation where they're going to be uncomfortable, whether it's like mentally, physically, socially, emotionally, that's not the only way we're going to grow and become more resilient. And then on the back end of that, there's like the metacognition skill, which is a big thing that a lot of the students I work with lack where they just have a lot of trouble learning from past experiences. Mm-hmm. And without that skill or without kind of being coached through or given the opportunity to like really reflect on past experiences, I think it's really hard to build resilience. So that's something that I do in session is like, is we'd really talk about it and like look back at like physically look at previous tests or visualize situations that were really difficult and talk about like what went really well, what didn't. What are we going to make sure we replicate next time? And what are we going to try to do differently as well?
0: You know, I love that metacognitive piece and that's something that makes educational therapy so unique. And it's also why it takes some time for ed therapy to work because you have to have that trust, that vulnerability with your clinician. And then you need to have enough experience with them too, to be able to have the clinician guiding you through those sort of patterns that keep reemerging for these learners and give the language to it. Right? So When you see a student who has resilience, who's a resilient student, what do they have? What can they do?
1: I think the big one that stands out is their ability to manage stress appropriately. So they have systems in place that just allow them to cope with and deal with stressful situations. A lot of this comes down to Like what I call the three pillars of self care, which is sleep, diet, exercise. So getting adequate sleep, eating a healthy, balanced diet and getting daily exercise. If you can lock in those three pillars, that's an awesome stress management system just from the ground up. I also noticed that my resilient students are able to like, they're really able to bounce back from disappointments and adversity and possibly trauma. So yes, they might be upset or be hurt or be disappointed, but they're able to bounce back pretty quickly. The big one, too, is being able to develop clear and realistic goals. So sometimes students have these awesome goals, but they're not realistic just to the where they are at at the time. And then they can't reach that goal. And then it looks like they're not showing resilience because they've set a goal, a bar way too high. They didn't meet it. They really bummed out. And it might kind of set them backwards. So the last two components of a resilient student is being able to solve problems and being open to asking for help. Self-advocacy is so important. I talk about it too, where we're, as educational therapists, we're helping students become independent. And part of being independent is knowing when you need help, knowing how to get that help. Yes, and following through with the advice given, or maybe even asking more questions, being able to recognize when the advice given didn't fully answer your question.
0: Right. So you just kind of went through like what the ideal... Resilient student looks like, how their experience can be different from a lot of students who don't have this skill set. So, what do we do? How do we build it? How do we develop it?
1: Kind of like what I was saying before, it's like try hard things, put yourself (laughs) in situations that are uncomfortable, that are new. So, I really love movement. So, for me, trying hard things might be like trying to run a new distance or I don't know, trying a longer yoga flow or surfing in bigger surf or snowboarding in a new section of a mountain that's really steep. But for other people who don't love movement, you don't have to build resilience through athletics. I think there's also ways to build resilience by maybe going to a summer camp and trying to learn a new skill or going to a summer camp that doesn't have anyone at that, you know, a chance to make some new friends and build your social skills and definitely develop some confidence as well. I think that trying out new classes, like if you have electives at school, might be an opportunity for students to try something new, put themselves in an uncomfortable situation and learn and grow from it. In addition to that, a lot of this is what I call like positive parenting. So especially with kids who struggle with metacognition, it's important to have the reflective conversations with them because they're probably not... At a level of self awareness where they are realizing that there's something to learn from this new situation. And mm-hmm. that's a big part of it. In addition to that, it's like definitely being able to accept your child's mistakes and just know that changes take time. Mm-hmm. Building resilience is going to take a lot of time, which also means showing empathy and really modeling the skill. So, possibly like talking about things with your kids where you showed resilience or maybe where you failed, but didn't give up and bounced back and really modeling it, I think is great. And the last one on here that I have for building resilience is about involving your child in the decisions about their own future. So maybe you think that this would be an awesome summer camp for Johnny. I'm going to sign him up. Well, what could be great too is to ask Johnny if he's interested or maybe find like two or three summer camps and see which one he wants to try. You get to kind of choose the type of summer camp so you can kind of force him into a new situation where he can build some resilience, but he still feels like in charge of the decision and he's more likely to like actually want to go to the camp and have fun and grow from it.
2: I must say we're big fans of summer camp here, so. Yes,
0: that's a very quick way to build some independence and resilience and growth mindset. Are we talking about when you come home from summer camp or I think I'm talking about sleepaway camp? I think day camp and
2: sleepaway camp. I think they're both important.
0: Yeah. Agreed.
2: So I think to wrap up about how it can be built at home, you wrote down a couple of things that I think we should mention. How can people develop it at home?
1: So yeah, I mentioned a few before, like modeling resilience and really like verbally expressing like, oh, that was really hard for me, but I tried another way and figured it out and and really doing it out loud for your kid to hear. I know I talked a little bit about athletics just because that's what I'm really passionate about. But I think through like music or the arts, anything that involves like creativity and movement is a really great opportunity to build resilience. And a big one that I do with my clients is helping them find role models that are resilient. This can be done like most of the time we just do a little research and find a YouTube video like with a little biography about somebody's life. Like if I have a client who's really into Playing the piano, we maybe we look for a pianist who's demonstrated, who's like somehow shown resilience, somehow overcome challenges and grown from it. And I think this is a great opportunity for your child just to find more positive mentors. And if it's someone you know in person, like even better. The last three is like just setting realistic goals, celebrating the small wins along the way to show like there's joy in the process of reaching these goals and the process of becoming more resilient. And lastly, always trying to learn from our mistakes. And again, I think that comes down to really having the conversation with your child because they might lack that metacognitive skill. And instead of learning from a mistake or learning from a situation, they might only see the negative side of it and never actually grow.
0: We love you. Thank you for coming on and sharing your thoughts on resilience because it's one of those foundational skills that our learners need in order to be that successful, independent, and autonomous learner that we are hoping for, for them. That is the ultimate goal. For sure. Yeah. Thanks, Eric.
1: Thanks for having me. He'll be back. I'll be back.
0: (laughs) back. Go ahead and say our signature sign off, which is have a great week, Smarties.
1: Have a great week, Smarties.
0: Have a great week. Have a great week.